It's the Hive Sports Podcast, bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. Visit us at thehivesports.com. Against Gobert, puts his shoulder down, rolls inside, try to slam it home, and Rudy said, not tonight! John Beck is on the run, he throws behind him, it is, cut for the touchdown! Merrill for the lead, he's got it! RSL fans, welcome back to another episode here on RSL Sunday. Even though it's Tuesday, it's a, it's another day. But this is another episode. I'm Marcos, and we got Connor and Royce here as well. We didn't win, we didn't lose, but we draw a first draw and our first clean sheet of the season, um, which is surprising. It took eight games, but we finally got a clean sheet. Hey, yeah, and we'll we'll take the win versus Vegas too. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, absolutely. Um, but first things first, let's get to some RSL trivia. Um, um, so the question was, how many red cards did RSL receive last season? So we had two, three, four, or five. I think I actually, for once in a blue moon got it right this week i went with four i felt like we had a lot and i was in the majority answer so that always makes me feel confident so yeah i'm sticking with four yeah i just i I just went with five i wasn't sure but we got a lot of red cards (laughs) last year so i just picked the highest number was the lowest majority percentage but i don't know i feel kind of confident even though not that many people picked it I, I was actually surprised on this one myself. Surprised it was actually only two last season. Oh, oh um, wow. Wow. <laughs> Everyone was off. Yes. Yeah, so, of, of course, we have the Rubio Rubin last game of the season. I think that Boston. must have just less, left a bad taste in everyone's mouth. Is that Rubin that, red card? Yeah, that just yeah, changes it by three for the whole season, I exactly. guess. Exactly. <laughs> and then the other one that I forgot about was Justin Merrim. Um it was beginning. It's kind of early beginning of the season last year. He got a, a red card. Well, good riddance so, then. <laughs> good freaking riddance. Um, but let's let, let's jump to let, let's talk about the first game uh, during the week. Let's talk about the, the Vegas one. Um, Open Cup win. Unfortunately, we had to play Open Cup on the road against Vegas. So first time playing Vegas. Um, with freaking mini pools on the sideline, which yeah, <laughs> so, so bizarre. <laughs> um, um, and of course we, Pablo was saying that he wants to go full on out with this uh, tournament, but it just did not seem the case with that lineup. What what was you guys' thoughts <laughs> on that lineup with, with that open cup? Yeah, I I was definitely expecting maybe a little bit more experience in the lineup. It was definitely like it felt like almost half and half or three fourths on like bench or like inexperienced players. Um, glad we got the result. Um, I was, I can't lie. I mean, I, I work early in the mornings and so I was tucked into bed as extra time started. And so I was kind of dozing off and I saw we scored and I was like, Oh, yay. And then my <laughs> eyes kept going in and out and I saw the final score and I was like, wow. All right. Well, that was a crazy finish to that game. Yeah, I mean, with that starting lineup, uh, I was kind of expecting not that much. Uh, I wasn't surprised it took us 90 minutes and then some to finally get a goal. But, hey, I did actually predict the score correctly, 3-1. to one. Um, You did. I just you did, did not think. 
I just did not think four goals would have come in extra time, but yeah. I'll take my result. So <laughs> yeah. we'll move from yeah. there. But I'm, good I'm way gonna, on to the next one now. I'm gonna I'm gonna step in and qual or call a disqualification because you didn't call extra time. This was a 90-minute score prediction, sir. Uh, I actually knew the format and knew it was going to go to 120 minutes, so therefore okay. it's still valid. We'll, we'll give it to you. I'm not going to lie. When, when Vegas scored that, that equalizer, I was thinking, I was like, oh, this is going to go to PKs. Like, yeah, we're, not no, 100%. The, we're not the greatest team when it goes to PKs. So I was like, oh, great. Here, here we go. Here yeah. comes an upset. Another embarrassing loss to a team in a lower league than us. But I I was happy to see some some players who we don't see that often who play for the Monarchs get get some minutes. Um, but it was kind of sad to see the likes of like Demir Demir Krylock play a, a full one twenty. Um, but, but but we'll get to that in a in a second. Um, but with the win, of course, with us scraping by against Vegas, who had more possession, more shots, um, we get the win. But we had the second draw. And, of course, we get the Portland Timbers. <laughs> we <had to> play <laughs> on the road yeah. in Portland. Not not happy about that, but. We'll, we'll, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go on a limb here and say it's rigged. Two, two away rigged. games in a row. Yeah, they, they, they don't want to give Salt Lake any love. Me, me personally, I think that they should just do what the World Cup does for the draw. Like, do it like, like, do it like in a ball. Like, do it like in a little, do something like that. But the fact that they do like in a little envelopes and they just hand it, do it that way, just seems kind of a little rigged that way. So yeah, it does know. feel a little, a little easier to kind of make it your own when it's something like that, not just a bunch of balls spinning and around in a bowl. Yeah, do like the NBA lottery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Yeah, we, we scrape by. We have Portland Timbers next Wednesday. That's another late game, unfortunately, 8 o'clock. Um, but Portland Timbers, is all, they're struggling with a ton of injuries. So excited to see how that one turns out next week. But in, in between, um, during the week, last week, we had huge trade that happened with Justin Miram. Um, so there was reports that we would be, we'd be getting Andre Shinashiki. Um, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, and then we'd be getting as well some some we, we traded Merrim and then we'd be getting Andre Shinashiki. But that fell through in an exchange. Charlotte's just giving us a gam. What are you guys' thoughts on all this? I was I mean, I was pumped at first. I was like, heck yeah, we're exchanging an old guy who can barely offer us anything for a young former MLS rookie of the year. Yeah. And I mean, I was pumped. And then don't, I mean, don't quote me on this. I'm not hundred percent sure if this is like hundred percent credible, but I think I saw a tweet saying like he had some like pending investigation going on. And that was like one of the reasons why it ended yeah. up falling through. And it's like, how do we not at least like do some research and figure that out? So that, that I- kind of felt like just on the ownership I mean that's I, I was, just lazy. I was seeing that I was seeing that as well. So I'm kind of curious as to what it exactly is because they're not telling us at all. We're like, yeah, there was okay, no details. You, you guys can't have them. Okay, move on. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I mean, yeah. If if we were getting something in return, I felt like that was a good trade. But now it almost feels like we, 
Like, I mean, Merrim wasn't the best option, but at least he was an option off the bench. Like, mm-hmm. now it just seems like we just got rid of depth for no reason, unless they're, unless they're planning a big move for the summer, which would be awesome if they're just, like, freeing up space and hoping up, like, for that next transfer window that opens up and they're planning something then. I wouldn't be opposed to that, but, man, at the moment does not seem like the best move for us. Yeah, and from what I've seen from Shinoshiki, he literally rides the bench like Merum. Um, so it's it's just a, a younger version of Merum. So I'm not too disappointed. It, it would have been like a, a win lose, however it turned out. So exactly. we got three fifty. We got three fifty of Gam. So you can't really get much with that. But go find yourself a USL player. Yeah, I mean, yeah, unless we're just piling, stockpiling for something big, it just seems like. They just wanted Merrim gone, unless he really on the on the back end wanted gone too. That could be the case as well. Yeah, but happy to see him um, find a new team, um, move on. But best of luck to him in Charlotte um, for the re- for the rest of that. Um, and funny enough, um, this past Saturday it was so quickly because he just got traded to the Charlotte. He actually got minutes. Um, he came on in the sixty fifth minute and played the rest of the game. So. That was happy, happy for him to to get get some minutes right away for his new club. Yeah. Um. But with that, um, we'll, we'll jump to this past Saturday's match uh, against um the Seattle Sounders. Return of Albert Rusnak back to Salt Lake, and of course, with that meant a lot of booze every time he touched the ball, which was absolutely funny for to say the least. Um. And, and like I said, with Demir Krylik playing 120 minutes, we didn't get to see him in the starting 11. Um, and we saw a lot of changes. We saw uh, Scott Caldwell uh, play with Jasper Lafelson injured, and we saw Ojeda on the bench as well. What, what did you guys think of a lot of changes to this 11 as well? Yeah, I think that pretty much just came straight after playing 120 minutes, like a few days before that. So. I think that definitely dictated the lineup. Um, also had like a couple injuries like Julio. We don't know if he's 100% back yet. So kind of that makeshift lineup we were looking at. But with that, I honestly thought we played pretty well. Um, kind of like you're looking at it through halves. I feel like we Seattle slightly outplayed us in the first half. And then we had a much better second half. So I think our second half was stronger than their first half they had so overall I can't complain we didn't concede so it's nice to have our first shutout like you mentioned only took eight games but with that I thought there were some pretty solid performances around the field no one did too awful but other than that I was pretty impressed since Seattle is a pretty good team yeah I mean yeah and I I'll take a zero zero draw over what was it three one or three nil when we played them two couple? zero oh two zero okay yeah yeah either it, way it felt I'll, like I'll take zero that's yeah <laughs> yeah I'll I'll take a nil nil over that any day of the week um I think you can definitely see the growth in the team um we definitely don't look like the same team that lost to Seattle that week we definitely seem like a little more just organized and like understanding of our roles and the tactics and things like that. So I will give a little bit of credit to Pablo there. Um, But I do think, yeah, that, that, that game against Vegas, I don't think we necessarily expected to go the full 120 minutes. Um, 
so that definitely forced us to make some changes. I would have much rather seen freaking Rabine play over Krylak and we just get to keep Krylak for this game. But I don't know. Maybe they're seeing stuff on the practice field and things like that. Maybe Krylak has lost a little bit of his touch. Maybe he doesn't have that that same spark, that same fast, quick step. So I don't know. Maybe there's things that we yeah. don't see, but I, I I do think it's a little bit interesting and something to to look at going forward with like Krylak's limited MLS minutes that we've seen so far. Yeah, and speaking of Rubin, um, of course, with with limited minutes for a lot of players with them playing the 120, I think this was one of Rubin's best games. Um, he had a, an amazing shot in the first half um, that nearly went in, but it was saved by uh, Fry, and then he had a, a beautiful header that just went over so tons of good chances in the first half that we just couldn't execute um do you think that with anderson julio being possibly out for who knows how long do you think this is going to put a toll on us in our 11 with our attack moving forward most likely i would say so i mean musoski looked better two weeks ago than he did the other day but with that I mean, he, he didn't look awful. I thought he still offered somewhat. But, I mean, that partnership against Seattle looked all right. And, I mean, hopefully Anderson Julio isn't out very long because he definitely has been our best striker this far, this year by far. I mean, it's not hard. If you scored one <laughs> or two goals, you're our leading scorer. So, with that, I mean, yeah, it is kind of limited. Um, Scott Caldwell, I mean, just speaking of it real quick, I mean, he played a lot better than I was expecting. I feel like he was just solid, didn't really make many mistakes, but you could definitely tell we were missing Ojeda or even Lafelson in the midfield there. Yeah, well, and I mean, yeah, like like you said, I, I think like having Musovsky and those guys, like being able to step in and do a decent job, like I don't think it'll affect us too, too much because it's not like Julio was necessarily playing out of this world, but it really did feel like before he got injured, like him, Saverino, Gomez, it, it really felt like those three were kind of getting some chemistry together, like the runs they were making and just like the intertwining and going back and forth between that front three. They weren't necessarily like stuck to their positions. They were kind of just moving freely between themselves. And so I was really like enjoying like seeing the progress of that. So I am a little sad to see that we kind of have to stop that because of this injury. So I'm hoping it's not too long. I'm hoping he can come back and get back to what he was doing. But yeah, definitely a little sad to see that we have to play some some games without him. Yeah, Caldwell is, is the type of player who he just he just didn't show up in, in this match against Seattle. He was just not there. Didn't really have a, a voice on the pitch because we've seen with Ruiz and Lafleur, they have good chemistry. Caldwell, he just wasn't there. Um, I'll, I'll ask you this one, Connor. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on the the rookie Bert, Berton Yakuson? Uh, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Because yeah, he, he he showed up huge. Yeah, no, I was I was I was very impressed. He had that shot that I think it was Fry either like tipped it over the bar or it like just went over the bar. It was either one of the two. Um, but yeah, he he was getting in good positions, and I I was super impressed with what what he was offering, and I think 
sometimes it takes something like Julio getting injured to see those guys get some minutes. And I mean, sometimes that's what it takes for those guys to make their mark and get their chance. And that's kind of like when they break out. So, I mean, that that's definitely something that I'd be excited for him to be able to build on. I, I was super impressed, too. I thought he was very impressive. I mean, especially being, like, as young as he is and the limited minutes that he's had so far. I mean, you can't, you can't really ask for any more. Um, what, what were your guys' thoughts? I think he's a player who, yes, he is still a rookie, but I hope he gets more time, more time this season with RSL than with the Monarchs just so he can learn and grow because we have very limited attack. And I think he has, he's very, very good at his position. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, especially with how limited we are and losing Merrim as well, I think it definitely gives him like a pathway to like breaking into the first team or at least being like a crucial bench player that we can bring off in, in, in crunch time situations. What, what yeah. do you think, Royce? Yeah, I mean, probably by the end of the season, I mean, we'll see where we're sitting at at the table. But, I mean, if the season does go down spiral or something, I just hope we start giving these minutes to these young guys. Kind of just give them opportunities here and there, see if they can prove it. I mean, we aren't going to expect a goal or an assist like every other game when he plays. But if we can just see some consistency to where he's actually like helping out the squad, contributing to us playing better as a team. I don't see why not we can't get more minutes for him. Yeah. Um, and, and with that, who is you guys' man of the match from this unsettling, this draw that felt like a <laughs> loss? Yeah, so I do have to give a shout-out to my fellow Colombian homie, Brian Vera. He definitely <laughs> played out of his mind this game. Um, he's shown he can play left-back, which is great. He's just super aggressive. It's hard to get past him. He's getting more comfortable. I feel like each week he's making less mistakes. So this was definitely his best game for us so far. And I really liked what I saw. So if he does that every week, he's definitely going to be a strong starter for us for the future. Yeah, and I, I, I actually heard that he wasn't in line to start until – um, Oviedo, like, I think he either, like, picked up a knock or something. Um, but, yeah, like, apparently the day before he wasn't necessarily in line to start, so it was kind of an on-the-whim type of thing. But I thought he filled in super nice. Um, I'll go a little bit different. I'll go um, Saverino. I thought he played well. He made some good passes. He doesn't. He didn't necessarily make the mistakes and, like, losing possession as many times in like crucial situations that we like normally see from him in the games that we have criticized. Um, I know it might be a little tough since he's kind of seen that rotation up top. It's not the guys that he and Gomez had been like gaining chemistry with. Um, So I won't knock him too much for the times where he did like lose possession or make a mistake. Um, I think the team overall played well, but he'll, he'll be my man of the match. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna have to agree with Royce. I'm gonna have to go with uh, Vera, just because he was literally he's a junkyard dog. Like he he scraps and he just doesn't give up, and very very good on defending. Um, in, in the final third, um, and I and I forgot to mention, I guess the huge elephant in the room, um, Pablo Ruiz getting his second yellow. He was sent off 
very close to the end of the match. Do you guys feel like that's going to play a huge role in this com- this upcoming match against Houston with oh, no yeah. Pablo Ruiz? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I feel like at the beginning of the season, we really did not look like the same team without Pablo. And as we've seen him come into the team and get into form and get comfortable and get back to like his full fitness, we've really seen like what we can do. Um, so I think it's it'll definitely be tough for us to overcome. I'm hoping we can get through it and people can fill in and bring at least some of what he does to the team. But yeah, I think it's definitely going to be a struggle for us. You can really just look at the difference from the start of the season when he wasn't playing and versus our midfield now. He's definitely our best midfielder, like at his ceiling or whatever. So that ref was just out of his mind. I mean, we had six card yellow cards to their one, I think. And the fouls was almost four times as many. He was just really calling anything. You could definitely tell he wanted to give a red card by the end of the night. And that's why he did it after the 90th minute. Yeah. Stupid yellow to pick up there, I guess. I don't know if it was that big of a scoring threat on that chance. But really just hoping, I guess, versus the Dynamo that we're starting Jasper at least to fill his spot. So if Jasper and Ojeda can start next week, then I definitely think they can hold it down for at least one week. But that's not something I'd want consistently going forward. Yeah. Um, but real quick, before we jump to the Houston match Saturday, we'll give a big shout out to the, the Monarchs. Um, they had a huge, huge win, uh, 5-1. Uh, and with that, Diego Luna finally scores his first goals with the RSL family, two goals with them. So happy to see that. But of course, it's only with the Monarchs. So hopefully this is just a step in the right direction for him so that he can finally start scoring goals with the first team. Um, we'll see where that goes with, with him. Yeah, no, yeah, hopefully... Um, that can lead to more and he can just pick up form and pick up his confidence and we can see that in the first team as well. Yeah. He yeah, better absolutely. be getting minutes versus Houston since Ruiz is out. Yeah. Surely at the end of the game, there should be some midfield minutes available. Yeah. He's definitely earned it. He should be playing at least 20, 30 minutes at the very minimum. He's riding, I think, like a three or four game uh, non-playing streak right now. So. I don't know what it is. He's like he's in the doghouse with Pablo, so I think he he's proved it with scoring two goals. So we we shall see in Saturday's matchup. Um, and with that, let, let's jump right now to what, what you guys are looking for, um, and then predictions as well. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely. I mean, I think our squad's going to be very depleted with all. I mean, injuries, suspensions, um, things like that. So. I'll be interested to see what type of lineup we, we roll out with. Um, I'm not super, super confident, um, but my prediction, uh, I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. Back-to-back draws then. So <laughs> Houston's having a slightly better season than us. Nothing to really rave about. So definitely think it's a game. We can get points in. I feel like I could just be making this up, but I feel like we have a good record in Houston. I feel like we play pretty well there, but I could just be completely lying right now. Yeah, the vibes. That's all that matters, right? So I'll just go with a 1-0 win. RSL, 
Uh, midfield something I'm definitely going to be watching. And, of course, up top, hopefully Julio's fine and can get back. Yeah. Is is Gomez going to score, or is it going to be Saba? Oh, I'll go with Gomez. He, okay. He'll get another one. Another one? Um, yeah, I, I also think it's going to be a struggle. Um, I'm not sure what form of lineup we're going to have, who's going to be healthy, whether or not we're going to have Julio, whether or not Vera, Lafelson, who's going to be healthy. Also, Brody, we forgot to mention Brody because um, we have a Nelly and Hidalgo switching back and forth. Um, but I think I think Houston's going to win this, unfortunately. I, I see a 2-1 victory for Houston. So. Well, we got we got one of each. We got a draw, a win, and a loss. So, yep. I mean, one one yeah, of us is at least going to get the result, right? <laughs> yeah, just because Houston has the likes of Hector Herrera, who played for Mexico, so he's he's too strong, and he's got like his 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 fan club there. So everybody loves Hector <laughs> Herrera down there. Um, but yeah, we we shall see. It's going to be a good one. It's, it's also like I guess you call it early matchup for us here in Utah. So six thirty here, so you don't have to stay up too late. Um, but we shall yeah. see. Comes come Saturday. Um, yeah. But in, but until then, we'll see you guys next week here on RSL Sunday. Yeah. Thanks, guys. TheHiveSports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. No way, really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things Jazz, Cougars, Aggies, and Utes, then this is the site for you. TheHiveSports.com. We may even feature your high school, so check us out today at TheHiveSports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out TheHiveSports.com because we got the buzz.